as a veteran, you've already qualified for the loan when you bought the house. So there's no re-qualifying event, so to speak. All that we're going to look for is that you've made the payments on time for the last 12 months or for as long as you've had the mortgage because you could have it for six months and want to refinance after you bought it. Service members should get the most out of their VA benefits for home ownership. That's our belief and that's why we're here. So whether you're looking to own your dream home, considering refinancing, or just exploring the VA home loan process, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Helping Heroes Become Homeowners. Hey everyone, Richard Sari here with Alliance Mortgage Group. I'm your podcast host for Helping Heroes Become Homeowners. Hope you're having a great day. Today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different than you know what you need to do to get qualified for a purchase loan is what you need to do to get qualified for a VA EARL, an interest rate reduction loan. So you already have your mortgage. You've had your mortgage for a while. When do you refinance? Can you refinance? We're going to talk about the steps on how to do that and what the benefits are to do that type of refinance on your mortgage. So first step on whether or not you should do a refinance, is there going to be a better rate out there for you? Now, if you've had your mortgage for at least six months and you've made those payments on time and you've had that loan for 210 days since your last transaction, you could qualify for a VA Streamline or a VA EARL. Terminology is the same. So if you do qualify for something like that and there is a benefit in the rate market, talk to your loan officer who made the loan for you. If you started with a builder, look for a local mortgage broker or a local lender and talk about what you're wanting to do and see if there's a benefit there. Now, the first thing that you got to make sure as a borrower, is there a benefit to me, the veteran? From a lending standpoint, there has to be at least a half percent reduction in your interest rate for VA to consider that a benefit. So you got to make sure that if rates do improve, you're at least getting that much. Now, what you want to look for too as a consumer is the closing cost. There will be closing costs on the refinance, some more than others, some less than others. So when we're looking at that, we're putting that together for you to show if there's a benefit. We've got to make sure that you're going to recoup the closing cost within 36 months. So your savings on the mortgage has to be enough to recoup those costs. Now, not every number, not every dollar of the closing costs gets figured into that 36. So we're going to look at your lender fees. That's going to be included. Any third-party title cost will be included. What's excluded from that number though, is your prepaids, your escrow setup, your taxes and insurance, your VA funding fee, if you have one. Those numbers get excluded from that calculation. And then we're going to see how much time it's going to take for you to recoup that. So that's step number one. Step number two, if you're going from an ARM rate, an adjustable rate mortgage, if, if you have one and you're going to a fixed rate, or if you're going from a 30-year fix down to a 20-year fixed or a 15-year fix, you're trying to do a faster amortization, the likelihood of that payment could go up. And if that happens, we go into a different bucket when we're calculating the benefit to the borrower. So we got to make sure that if your payment's the same or higher, there can be no closing costs charged on the new loan, excluding your prepaid, your taxes and insurance, escrow setup, and any VA funding fee. So those are the things that we've got to make sure that when we're putting it together, we're just not getting excited that we're going from one term to another. We have to make sure that if that's the case, no closing costs can be charged. If we're just dropping the interest rate, we got to make sure that the benefit to recoup that amount in 36 months is there. So those are the things that we look for when we're doing this. Now, if you are a veteran out there and you've been exempt from the funding fee, because there is a funding fee charge of a half percent on these loans, but if you are exempt, 
and you are exempt, then that goes away. There's not a half percent cost that you'll need to incur from VA to do this type of transaction. Now, the other benefit to the refinance, not only are you going to lower the rate and lower your payments, you could lower the term too. But the other benefit on that is going to be what you save per month. You can include that into a principal reduction. So if you're saving two or $300 a month, what do you do with that money? Do you spend it on other things? Do you put it in the savings? There's a whole list of things that you could possibly do with those extra dollars and maybe pay off debt faster. So those are things to consider by doing the refinance as well. Now, your first payment on these, which may free up some more cash for you, is going to be at least 30 to maybe 60 days out. Typically, it's 30. But if you time it right, you could have two months without a mortgage payment. Just keep in mind that the interest on the loan that you're paying off is going to be figured in through the payoff date. So at the end of the day, you're still paying the interest, but sometimes you come out ahead by deferring those payments for 60 days, but at least 30 that you'll have no payment. Now your escrows, when you're setting those up with your lender on your refinance, they're going to set up the escrow account accordingly based on when your first payment is made and when your next payment's due. Well, let me rephrase that. When your new payment on the first loan is made, your escrows are going to be in line to renew the following years accordingly. So whatever you're going to get in a refund back, you can put that towards your first payment. That can go right to principal, or you can pay off some debt with those dollars, or you can put that money into savings. Some lenders will let you net out the escrow, which means that instead of giving you a refund, they're just going to take your escrow amount and take it off your payoff at the end of the day. So that will help lower the amount you need to finance on your refinance. What do I need to do to qualify for this? So as a veteran, you've already qualified for the loan when you bought the house. So there's no requalifying event, so to speak. All that we're going to look for is that you've made the payments on time for the last 12 months or for as long as you've had the mortgage, because you could have it for six months and want to refinance after you bought it. So if you're six months on time, you're good. But 12 months is your typical time frame. Just got to make sure those are paid on time. Your credit score, credit and mortgage is all they're going to look for. Your mortgage history determines the qualification. Your credit score will determine what type of interest rate you can get on your refinance. So there's a few things that we're going to look at. Appraisals. Appraisals really aren't needed on a VA streamline. Some lenders in the past would ask at a minimum to do a drive-by appraisal. Most lenders have now been accustomed to just doing it without an appraisal. So that's going to save you some money there. And it's going to save you a lot of time because the time frame on these are very fast, 10, 15 days at a maximum to get these loans done. Because there's, again, we don't have to underwrite the file. We don't have to calculate income. We don't have to provide assets. You've already been qualified for the loan once. So the streamline is a simple process. That's the benefit of getting into the VA home loan at the beginning of your purchase. Now, the other benefit that you may not see is if you're a veteran out there and you bought a property and then you vacated that property, but you kept it, and then you bought your next one with your VA entitlement because you had enough room, can you refinance and do a VA Earl on the investment property even though you don't live in it anymore? The answer is yes, you can. So if you had a primary that's now an investment property and you want to refinance that, don't be told that you have to go conventional or FHA, you can streamline those types of properties as well. So keep that in mind. What's the best time of the year to do a refinance? In my opinion, it's probably the first quarter of every year. Why? Because your escrows for taxes are going to be probably the lightest at that time of year. Your homeowner's insurance setup is going to be determined on when it renews and expires. But for the most part, the first quarter is usually the best time. But if rates are perfect in quarter two, three, or four, don't discourage yourself from doing that. You'll want to take advantage. But typically, if everything aligns right, rates are really good, 
usually the first quarter is the best, in my opinion. Now, everything that I'm going over right now is only being discussed to help you get set up because there is going to be an opportunity in the rate market, possibly next year. When next year, we really don't know. It could be the first quarter. It could be quarter two. It could be quarter three. But at the end of the day, if you think you have a high enough rate out there where you can benefit from doing this type of refinance, reach out to your loan officer, reach out to a local lender, have them work up the numbers. There's no cost to do that. And again, these are very easy to do. Hopefully all this information was useful. Again, we want to get you ready to go if you're in the market to refinance next year. If you think there's an opportunity to do something now, again, reach out to your loan officer. If you've got any questions, throw them down in the comments below. We can get those answered for you. And you can always email us those questions as well. If you have any need to have a discussion, all my contact information is in the podcast. And we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you again. If this episode has been beneficial, we'd love to hear from you please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, for regular updates and tips, make sure to follow our social media channels, which you can find in the show notes. Until our next episode, keep making homeownership dreams come true.